Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. We're speaking with uh, Leo Homan, author of Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement Jihad, a fascinating and obviously important book. That has been a, a program of dictatorships and tyrants for decades and decades. You indoctrinate the children, and they grow up to be a compliant body of believing adults who are impervious to facts and the truth. Even the Saudis do it with their madrasas, where they indoctrinate their own children to believe in Islam and in jihad and to hate Jews, to hate Israel, and to hate America. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the plan. I believe you're right. And so I started compiling a list of, of things that the Islamic movement and the secular leftist Marxist movement have in common. But when I started looking a little deeper, I started making a little more sense of it and if you look at what they do have in common, I think it's more powerful than what they don't have in common. Uh, to start with, we know that both, we've already discussed, are anti-free speech. At Berkeley, you saw the left-wingers burning down the campus because they didn't like Milo speaking or they didn't like Ann Coulter speaking. Uh, well, Milo was the first one where the fires were set and everything, and then because of that, Ann Coulter that later wanted to, uh, when she wanted to speak, the university wouldn't even let her speak, and so that was shut down just on the threat of violence. So we see how the left hates uh, free speech. It is just anathema to them. They, they cannot handle people speaking opinions that don't line up with their own. That's very Islamic. Uh, we think, come to the next one on my list, they're both anti-borders. Globalists, uh, secular leftist globalists uh, are for open borders all around the world. They do not like borders in any sense. They do not like the idea of nations or uh, nationalism. Islam is very much the same way. It is seeking a global caliphate free of any borders. The end goal is to have the entire world be an Islamic state. So it would be one big Islamic superstate, just as the leftists are fighting for one big leftist socialist superstate. So anti-borders, number two. Number three, the nanny state. Both the political left in this country and the Islamic uh, movement are for cradle-to-grave government control over every aspect of one's life. Number three, both of them hate Christ and are anti-Christ, uh, and therefore they're not very friendly towards 
uh, Christians, especially Bible-believing fundamentalist Christians, that is enemy number one, uh, or number two, depending on the next one on my list. Both of them hate Israel. Both of them want to are very much anti-Zionist and would love to see uh, Israel be wiped off the map. And so you look at the list, and they have common enemies. They have common principles that both are guided by. And uh, really the only thing that separates them is once they eliminate Israel and eliminate Christianity, uh, who will then rule the roost? And I think they've just uh, put that on the back burner and said, you know what, we'll discuss our differences later on that. Uh, but we have so much in common. Look what we could achieve if we just align forces. And that's what we're seeing. And I think it's a relatively new phenomenon, meaning it's been going on for about 10 years, but I think we've really seen it bearing fruit over the last five years, in the media especially. The power that these two groups hold over the media is really unprecedented. Going back as recently as 2012, I did a little bit of a study recently. As recently as 2012, you could still see some fair and balanced reporting on Islam and Islamic terrorism in the mainstream media. Even CNN was still running some reports in 2011, 2012 that were very critical of Islamic fundamentalism. Uh, you won't see it anymore. You will not see it. Islam is a religion of peace, and any terrorism that is uh, done in the name of Islam is a warping of the religion and is not true Islam. And that's the message we get now from the mainstream media. We're speaking with uh, Leo Homan, author of Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement Jihad, a fascinating and obviously important book. You talk about the alliance between uh, Islam and Marxism uh, and the parallels between them. And I have, to, I have to just say, look at um, liberal American women who are all in here supporting both of these ideas. And it reminds me, unfortunately, of what Lenin and Stalin called useful idiots, the intelligentsia. Uh, back when they were coming to power. Uh, the intelligentsia supported them with this wonderful dream that they were fed of worldwide Marxism, communism. And, of course, Lenin and Stalin, when they came to power, had no intention on doing anything other than eliminating these useful idiots from the face of the earth. I think now we have in this country vast numbers of useful idiots, and I also call them educated morons because so many of them are in the universities. They're educated morons and useful idiots who are, who are buying into this, this plan that they should, with any, any ounce of common sense, would realize is un-American, anti-constitutional, anti-women, uh, mm -hmm. and just against everything that they should in any rational way be in favor of. How do you explain this sort of mass mass movement to support something that is ultimately bad for, for you? I think they're blinded by their own hate, if you want to know the truth, Dr. Dan. Uh, I think some of these left-wing groups, some of these radical feminist groups, have 
so much hatred for uh, Bible-believing Christians and Christianity as it is traditionally practiced uh, that they're willing to form any alliance uh, with any group that would help dethrone uh, this this oppressive system as they see it from any semblance of power and every last vestige of power. Uh, we must cleanse our society of this uh, this evil as they see it, uh, which they really see as, uh, you know, uh, holding down people, the gay marriage movement, the abortion movement, all these things that we stand against. Uh, they want to be rid of that. They don't want to be uh, held to account. They don't want any of this thrown in their faces, how babies are being murdered by the uh, hundreds of thousands every year. You know, they they don't... Uh, evil likes to operate free of any mirror being held up to show how ugly it indeed is. And so whenever you have a... Uh, Christian or even just somebody who's not necessarily a Christian but who still holds to those traditional values, uh, this is just something that they cannot handle and they don't want to see on a daily or weekly basis in America anymore. And so when they look at the uh, flip side of that, they have the, the fundamentalist Islamic movement, and, and these are people who are equally seething with hatred for Christianity, because it comes uh, to them in the form of their religion, and it's been handed down all the way from Muhammad. Uh, and so these people, I think, are willing to, if need be, uh, even be used. These Muslims, American Muslims, uh, which are building in ranks, could one day be used by these left-wingers who hold political power to launch attacks, against Christian churches and Christian organizations. Uh, whenever the time is right, I don't think that they're uh, planning to do that anytime real soon. But the ace will be laying in the hole for when the time arrives. And uh, I think American uh, Christians better get used to the fact that they will be more and more hated. Uh, Jesus said in, in, the, in the New Testament, they hated me, so they will hate you and don't be surprised when they do. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum will return right after a quick break. So, Leo Holman, you've laid out uh, a scenario uh, with fact and example that should be frightening to anyone with an ounce of intelligence and the ability to add two and two and come up with a four. So what are the solutions that we should look to? How should we be fighting this, this menace that uh, stands before us? What guidance can you give us? Well, for one, I would say do not be held back by fear. Fear is the greatest enemy. Fear is a much bigger enemy than any of these uh, left-wing people that we've been talking about. That's what they want us to be... Uh, under is is to just be paralyzed by fear. If they can shut us up, then they don't need to lock us up. Uh, but if they can't, if enough of us cannot be shut up, then nor will they be able to lock us up, and we will have our ideas uh, again uh, be seen as what they are: mainstream, salt of the earth American values. Uh, 
And uh, so that is number one. Do not uh, let your light be hidden under the blanket. Uh, don't be afraid to speak up in the public realm whenever you have the choice, at, I mean the chance, at your church or at a public uh, town hall meeting, uh, on Facebook and other social media. Speak your mind. Number two, uh, let your congressman know, because our Congress has been really bully-whipped uh, in the submission in recent years, and that needs to change because they're supposed to be the voice of the people in our government, uh, our elected uh, representatives. And uh, one thing in particular that we should be hounding them on right now is to declare the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist, a foreign terrorist organization. There's a bill in Congress that's been sitting there since December 2015, I believe it's that old, uh, was reintroduced last year uh, by Ted Cruz to declare the Muslim Brotherhood a foreign terrorist organization, which would take away all of these rights and privileges that it enjoys in this country and, and, and call it into account. And uh, President Trump said that he was going to do this when he got in office. Well, he's been in there for 100 days now. We have uh, not seen any talk about it. Uh, there has been a couple of stories that, uh, quoting unnamed sources within the administration, that they have backed off on this uh, because of pressure from the State Department, which is, uh, in my opinion, the most left-wing of all government agencies and most dangerous, the U.S. State Department. They're the ones bringing in the refugees. Uh, they're the ones uh, lying about how well vetted the refugees are. Uh, and they're the ones saying that the Muslim Brotherhood should be uh, a part of the mainstream of American politics. And so this is a big problem because, again, we're not anti-Muslim. We're anti-Sharia. And that is the bottom line mission of the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, self-described mission, is to spread Sharia around the globe. And so why this organization, uh, which has been involved in so many terrorist, uh, with so many other terrorist organizations, is not included on the list of foreign terrorist organizations, I don't know. And we'd see the media, of course, the mainstream media has not been pushing this, not been asking about it. Uh, and so the only way it's going to happen is if the grassroots people like us rise up and demand it of the Congress. The Congress has a bill, uh, like I said, uh, on their plate right now on this, and the president could do it by himself if he wanted to without Congress. But so far, nobody is moving. You bring up vetting. Uh, when you mentioned the State Department, how is it possible to vet anyone that comes from one of these nations? Well, it's really not, because the problem is, even if they have a completely clean record, <clears throat> the problem is that a lot of them get, quote-unquote, radicalized after they come to America. And that brings us back to what we talked about earlier, the radical imams. Eighty-five percent of them in this country are the worst of the worst. I would, uh, you could make a strong case that the imams in, in America are more dangerous and more radical than those in the Middle East, because these are the ones uh, wanting to spread, coming here to spread hijra. They're the worst of the worst, and these are the ones leading our mosques, which have grown exponentially, by the way, 150% growth in mosques since 9-11 in this country, and this is where the radicalism is being preached to the 
rank-and-file Muslim. And so, uh, yes, that's a problem. And vetting is really a distraction because even if we improve the vetting, which it is not that good right now, but even if we improve it, that does not stop uh, the immigrants from coming here and getting radicalized in our American mosques by these foreign imams who are teaching uh, Sharia law. And it's a lot of it is done secretly and practiced secretly, but if they continue to make uh, progress in the lawfare with lawsuits and in criminal cases like the one we talked about earlier in Detroit, then we will start seeing Sharia law coming out into the open. So obviously, Leo Homan, and again, we're speaking with Leo Homan of WorldNet Daily, author of Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement Jihad, a book that you must get and you must read to know the risks that we face. Um, Obviously, this is a problem that can best be solved by the same way we've solved or approached many problems in the past by uniting as Christians, believers, uh, and Americans to contact our congressmen to try to get some relief or to get them to understand the problem. I think in many cases, this is a question of them getting a lot of information, which is really not true. And they're forming opinions based on those untruths rather than getting the facts. How is it best to get them the facts so they can make rational choices? Yeah, that's sad that we need to get them the facts. I mean, I guess we should send them a copy of Stealth Invasion, eh? I uh, think that would be a great yeah. idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but it really is true. A lot of these congressmen don't have a clue on what is going on. A lot of them are uh, accepting uh, gifts and gratuities from uh, Islamic charities and Islamic organizations like uh, CARE, Council on American-Islamic Relations, people affiliated with that group that give a lot of money to politicians. Uh, I recently looked on some of the noteworthy politicians. People like Paul Ryan have accepted money from uh, folks connected to CARE. Um, and so others uh, go on junkets to Turkey, you know. Uh, it, that's another well-known fact. All expenses paid trips there and other places. And so it is a problem, but uh, we need to be educating them, you're right, on the other side of the story. Uh, I have, by the way, real-life stories in my book, in the second part of the book, uh, on how this is affecting real-life communities here in America, uh, places like Twin Falls, Idaho, and Awatana, Minnesota. You know, people think that refugees just flood into big cities. That's not true, uh, especially under the Obama administration. But even before that, uh, we've been seeing them coming to smaller and smaller cities. And so while it may take a while to transform a big city, it won't take that long to tr totally transform a smaller city or town. We've been speaking with Leo Homan uh, of WorldNet Daily, author of Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement Jihad. A fascinating discussion, Leo Homan. It has been an incredible experience to have you on Freedom Forum Radio. Uh, I know my listeners are activists. They will take your message to heart. They will be writing their congressmen, their senators, even the president, if necessary, and their local uh, officials as well. I think that's one important point is that a lot of the power in this country rests in local communities, uh, county commissions uh, to a large degree, as well as state governments. And I think 
every single one of those avenues must be opened on a regular basis from us so that we can explain to these people who actually make our laws and control so much of what happens in this country. We have to make them aware of this problem uh, and support them when they do the right thing. So, Leah Holman, thank you so very, very much for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you. My pleasure, Dr. Dan. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.